0: Are you talking to the police in Sweden? How much do they know? Listen, this racker thing is fake. They fooled us. These things happen. Everything she's told me is true. I'm sure of it. Good to die. Good to die. Hello and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gerski, president of Borealis, and I'm continuing my review of the Netflix series Caliphate, which is a Swedish series about life under Islamic State. And we're up to episode number three, which I just finished watching. And um, fair warning, there is some fairly nasty bit of information to pass on in this particular episode. The episode itself starts off with a very violent scene. So Pervin has, of course, been talking to Fatima, who's with SEPO, which is the Swedish security service. And Ahmed, one of the ISIS fighters, has found out. And he basically uh, threatens her, asks who she is speaking to. He hits her, knocks down, then he starts to rape her. He finishes raping her and he says that he's going to kill her. Uh, Pervin uh, reaches out and and stabs him. He bleeds out to to death on his floor, and of course Pervin panics. She talks to Fatima, and Fatima tells her to get rid of the body, which she does. But again, in keeping with this series about how accurate this particular portrayal of terrorism is, I think this is 100% real. Islamic State, we're a bunch of women-hating misogynists. I'm sure that we know that rape happened on a regular basis within the caliphate, so-called caliphate. Whether the Islamic State was raping Yazidis or raping other women, it didn't really matter. So, the violence against women is something which is extremely accurate when it came to this particular period in terrorism history. Yes. So, nobody gave it to you? No. How much was it? 200? Just I'll let pay go you. of it! You are not leaving this house wearing that! I can do what the fuck I want to do. Oh, no, you can't! That stays right here in this kitchen! Shut up! <laughs> Suleiman! Stop! Say that I'm right. Both is always wrong. The other theme that gets developed a lot more in episode number three is the struggle between east and west. So the, there's the family of which uh, Sule is uh, the daughter and she is the one who's being recruited by Ibbi, more on Ibbi in a second, and he's trying to get her to become more Muslim and one thing that he asks her to do is wear the hijab. Well her, Sule's dad is I guess a secular Muslim if I can use that term. And he reacts very, very uh, negatively when Suley comes down to breakfast on morning with the hijab. And he basically rips it off her head. And And Suley swears at him and accuses him of being irreligious. And she says, God's on my side. And she storms out. And, of course, this is another fa- father-daughter kind of struggle. And the father comes around eventually by the end of the episode. And it allows Suley to wear the hijab. But I think that this struggle or uh, conflict between East and West is a very real one. I'm speaking as a Canadian I've seen here in my, my own country where people would emigrate to Canada from a variety of countries, try to maintain the homeland way of doing things, the homeland culture. And this, of course, would clash with what is called Canadian culture, however you define that. So I think that this notion about Muslims emigrating to Sweden, which, of course, is a very secular, I would class, classify it as a, a religious society from, from the experiences that I've had in traveling in Sweden, and so we do see this ongoing struggle between Suley, who is now rediscovered here her Islam, or maybe a better term is discovered, because he doesn't seem to have been religious before this. And this, of course, is through the influence of Ibn. Now, Ibe is an ISIS recruiter. That we know 100%. And so he is, in fact, still coaching these, uh, these two uh, wanker converts who aren't very bright. And they, he's put them in touch with a man called Abu Jibril, who has these seminars that the two converts watch online. And Abu Dhabi is essentially trying to convince these two guys that their future lies would carry on a terrorist attack, and not just any terrorist attack, but a suicide attack. And when he questions one of the the less bright convert about what happens to those who murder themselves for Islam, of course, the young guy says, Jannah. Jannah, of course, is paradise in Arabic. And this is the lie that is taught to terrorist groups, not just Islamic State, but Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, whatever group you want to talk about, they essentially personify sacrificing oneself in an act of terrorism, an act of violence in the name of God, as a one way ticket to Jannah, a one way ticket to paradise. So, this I find is, uh, is, is extremely, extremely entertaining. Ah, Fatima, I'm glad you can make it. Listen, this racket thing is fake. Fake? Spam, disinformation. The same thing has cropped up in other countries Norway, Germany, Austria, just with different names. And we fell for it. But I've checked out the information and most of it seems to stand up. Yes, but that's their MO, mixing truth and false information. But wait, who are they? We just don't know that. Who's been saying this? What do you mean? About this disinformation. Why? What are you getting at? You think I'm making all this up? Another theme that comes out in episode three which is very interesting is that Fatima's been in touch with Pervin, trying to get knowledge on this, this plot, this so-called plot to bomb to carry out a terrorist attack in Sweden. And this is why they're going back and forth. She keeps asking uh, Pervin to find out more information. Anyhow, um, Fatima's boss, Sara, uh, calls Fatima in one day. She says, look at the whole thing's fake. The Raqqa thing is fake, Raqqa being the so-called capital, the so-called caliphate. Sara says the, the intelligence is fake. It's not real. The, the Norwegians and the Germans and the Austrians have received the same information, And we believe it's just uh, ISIS propaganda, ISIS lies. I found this to be very compelling because in the world of intelligence, you're always faced with this conundrum. You gather all kinds of information from all kinds of sources. And your number one job is to determine how accurate it is. Is it real? Are the jihadis or the terrorists or the bad guys, foreign spies, whatever, pulling your leg? Are they trying to get you to make decisions or take actions that aren't necessary? This is a constant struggle within a security intelligence service. And the fact that. In this episode, Sarah seems to think that there's no there there. In fact, she orders Fatima to shut the investigation down. She orders her to stop talking to perfect. Fatima doesn't do that. We'll get back to that in a second. But I do think that this is a very good personification or depiction of the task that intelligence services are faced with. You have to corroborate information from multiple sources. A single source is rarely good enough. A single source can lie. And and Sarah does say that Islamic State does this all the time. And I know that. You, you look at the volume of, of propaganda, of information, that Islamic State put out on, on video and audio and all kinds of forums and platforms and media around the world, 99% of it was bullshit. They threaten all kinds of attacks. They threatened all kinds of this and that. And most of it had no basis in reality. It's all about spreading fear. It's all about trying to influence It's all about trying to get us to do things we don't want to do. And it's all about trying to get them to seem much more powerful and much stronger and much more dangerous than they are. So this aspect of the episode I found to be uh, extremely accurate. Now Fatima uh, does not stop. She gets proven to drug her husband again. And uh, she gets into his laptop. And she doesn't have a lot of time. But she finds out that he's been searching shooting ranges. And these shooting ranges are all uh, apparently are all in Sweden. So she gives one name to Fatima. Fatima checks it out alone. I found that a little bit inaccurate. An investigator, intelligence officer, going to you know a site in the middle of nowhere, Sweden, on her own to check something out. I, you'd be with somebody, I would think, on a normal basis. Anyhow, uh, Fatima finds a grenade. Of course, this is a, a dummy grenade, which Ibbi had taught the dummy converts to use a, a few episodes ago. So we're now learning that there is some reality to this plot in Sweden, despite what Sara has said it being a fake plot. And then Ibe ends up going to this, what looks like to be a gardening center, and he talks to a Palestinian, and and he he's sent a walker to the Palestinian, who's an emigre to Sweden, to his mother in the Palestinian territories. And I think what Ibe is gonna do is see to get fertilizer for a fertilizer bomb from this Palestinian gardener. He's trying to recruit him essentially. So your family's there? I'm a widow twice over. That's so sad. But it isn't, really. It's my greatest joy. Both of the men I married are martyrs. But, uh, it's the greatest honor. what's it like that? I can show you. Sit down. The other recruiting that goes on, which is really really interesting, is that Ibe introduces Sule and Karima, the two girls, to his friend Gada. Gada is a female ISIS recruiter. Pure and simple. She brings these, these two young women in and she says, you know what? I just came back from the caliphate. I'm here for a very short time. I can't wait to get back to the caliphate. It's paradise on earth. You know, the food is fantastic. And you know, we don't really hear about the war. And in fact, the caliphate is, not uses the term, a magical place. And then she shows the two girls a bunch of videos of guys who need wives. And it's funny to listen to Karima especially talk about all these hot guys in, in ISIS. And, and they show pictures of these wide boulevards with palm trees and, and very pristine streets. and Everything's clean and everything's so beautiful. And when I was watching this episode, it brought me back to something that I remember. Looking at a guy called André Poulain, who was a, a convert to Islam in Timmins, Ontario, which is the northern part of the province, northern Canada. He became an ISIS guy. He went and fought uh, in Syria, he, he died, and and we got hold of, a, a, our ISIS put out a um, a martyrdom video, and it's funny, in the martyrdom video, it showed the exact same pictures, these wide, clean boulevards, come to the caliphate, you know, it's like Beverly Hills, everything is fantastic. So the fact that the producers of, of the caliphate series on Netflix have uh, chosen to show how ISIS recruiters use this utterly bullshit scenes of this beautiful land to, to, to the, that the ISIS caliphate is to try and draw people and to encourage them to come is completely 100% accurate. I've seen those videos. I've seen those pictures. So, you know, this is only episode three, and it's getting really interesting. But so far, I'm thinking it's fairly accurate. I haven't come across anything where I've kind of said, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way in hell a security service would do that, or there's no way in hell that a terrorist would do that. So, again, um, a few episodes are left still, but kudos to the producers. I think they have produced so far what strikes me as not just a compelling series. It's a compelling dramatic series, but it's also a compelling series that is firmly rooted in actual security intelligence service practice and in the types of things that a terrorist group like ISIS does. So stay tuned. Episode four is coming up. Let me know what you think. Have you watched the series? Are you enjoying it? I will come back with episode four soon, but I'd love to hear what you think about what this series of podcasts so far, this review of Caliphate. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at borealisaves, on LinkedIn, or on Facebook. If you enjoy this content, my review of the series Caliphate, you can get this free of charge. Simply go to my website, www.borealisthreateners.com. Hit the subscribe button. Fill in your information you get all this content free of charge, in addition to the Today in Terrorism series, other podcasts, other blogs. It's all will be sent to you in a daily digest, in your email box every day. I hope to hear from you soon. Until I talk to you again, stay safe.